Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Uh, so today, as you can see from the title, we're going to do a Ben Shapiro um, little audio clip. We're going to kind of, I'm going to do some reacting to that, um, but some quick announcements before we dive in. Uh, yeah, if you want to check out my other, my like my essays, my social media stuff, um, you can do that in the links below. I've been sporadic at posting on the podcast. I'm still really enjoying doing these kind of react to audio situations. Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of doing interviews. I feel like a lot of podcasts do that already. And honestly, I, I just, it becomes a chore for me. And I, I say that as like, although like some things in life are chores, that's inevitable. Um, but when creating content, I do other things, other content creation and artistic creative expressions of mine uh, that are curated and calculated more. Um, but I'd like the podcast to be more of stuff I find interesting and stuff I just care about. And it's a way for me to kind of just hang out, talk about something, and then hopefully people find whatever I say, you know, maybe helpful, insightful, or they just want some an outlet to just chill, you know, hang out for 20 minutes to a half hour around a subject they also care about. And then that's what I want it to be. Um, of course, I feel like as I say that, I sound like just like a, here I am, another fucking white guy with opinions with a podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I just realized I, this is the form of content that I don't want to feel like a chore. Uh, and, and I realized when I started doing the, the audio reacts, um, I needed to create a back catalog of things, backup things to react to, while also kind of being more kind of current events, which we're going to kind of do today. We're a couple days behind, but with this, I still, you know, when I when I do, especially political topics, I don't want to sound like the typical political talking head, you know, like a lefty talking head. I want to bring a more, uh, I feel like foundational is the wrong way to say it, but a more like fundamental, not fundamental even, uh, like looking at it and analyzing it through maybe a more philosophical perspective, like psychological perspective. Um, and of course still hidden political topics, but also just being myself within it. Uh, that's going to be a more peace of mind for me. This is going to have me want to do this more. And also I think it's people desire that in, in the world more, especially in content creation. So I want to do that. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, this. I'll be, try to be more like I am in real life. Not that I'm not in my other content, but um, this is all for listeners. If you're new to the show, uh, welcome. But <laughs> but yeah, so we're going to react to Ben Shapiro and of course the Supreme Court case. Um, I'm just going to start with this. I basically disagree with Ben Shapiro on everything. Uh, we're going to hear him out. But sometimes listening to people I just know I disagree with, it's it's just entertaining. You know, it's, it's honestly, it's a weird thing where it's almost like it's entertaining to get frustrated about some things, even though it's a serious topic. Uh, and that's kind of me coming from a man's perspective, especially talking about abortion and Roe v. Wade and the whole Supreme Court draft situation. It's kind of a, a you know, but still sometimes even in frustrating things in life you just have to roll with it and ben shapiro is just a constant although he does like i think a lot of harm um he he is a constant source of entertainment for me he really is like you just have to kind of applaud the guy for just being so arrogantly dumb and objectively wrong and just passionately so so let's get into ben shapiro 
the man, the myth, the legend, the, the king of owning the libs, the king of the facts don't care about your feelings, the king, the king of taking on college students who have never presented in front of a super large crowd as they go up against a, a man that does this for a living while also having the large crowd on his side as he takes on the libs and owns the libs in, in the debate as the debate lord that he is. We're going to talk about him today and his opinions about this whole situation. Let's do it. This is the biggest breaking news morning in, I don't know, about half a century in terms of the legal sphere. Because last night, Politico broke a story. And the story is stunning for two reasons. One, the content of what the Supreme Court is apparently ready to do. And two, the fact that it was leaked. We'll start with the second story first. So last night, Politico reported that a draft decision by Justice Samuel Alito that had achieved a majority of Supreme Court support, apparently five votes in favor, was to basically overrule Roe versus Wade. Not basically, entirely overrule Roe versus Wade, entirely overrule Planned Parenthood versus Casey and return the issue of abortion to the state legislatures, whereas where it originally resided. And the fact is that the Constitution of the United States has nothing to say about abortion, which means that state... Okay, so <laughs> a couple of things. I, I've become fascinated with this story, uh, not because of my concerns with them overturning Roe v. Wade and how fucked up that is when you think about it, uh, but... The overall idea of how conservatives are getting a win here. They're getting what they want. They're getting everything they wanted. Not not even all conservatives. The very religious conservatives are getting what they want. Because the majority of America doesn't want this. Um, in, in most states, people don't want this. Um, even in the states where it's automatically going to be overturned. The people in those states don't want this to happen. They want to have a right to an abortion. They want their rights to bodily autonomy, right? Okay, get that out of the way. But even when the conservatives are winning, it is it fascinates me that they find something to bitch about. And bitch about in the sense, what Ben Shapiro, and the left's doing this too, the left, the left uh, media as well, where everyone's fixating on this idea of how it's so crazy that it got leaked. It's so crazy that the draft got leaked. They're going against procedures. They're doing all these things they're not supposed to, blah, blah, blah. Like, who gives a fuck? Like, who fucking cares? Like, we act like, oh, they're, they're going against procedure as though it's just this traditional method of doing things in the courts. So it, it is no secret that our structures have, especially the Supreme Court, which the Supreme Court, these justices that get the position for life, it's a very, very powerful position, way too powerful a position, and they get it for life. And then we are in a, a political landscape where we have this extreme polarization and we, I feel like we forget this idea that they are human beings that consume things on the internet. They have their daily lives. They have their relationships. All these judges, left, right, who gives a fuck? They have, they have their lives that are being influenced by everything around them. And the, the Supreme Court was envisioned as these people that are just going to rationally look at the law. They're going to rationally look at everything with a clear mind. You can't do that. You don't do that. Why? So having them as a, in, as a, in, in the position for life makes no sense. It is delusional because these people are bound to be subjugated 
and influenced by these outside influences that they're not supposed to be influenced by. Oh, they're just looking at the the precedent and they're just looking at the past procedures and it, that's not how it works. They're being influenced by the political landscape and that is extremely extremely problematic. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 like this, even like I said, even the left is complaining about this idea of the of the procedures, and it's like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? If anything, this being revealed to the public, whoever did it, left or right, I don't even. I actually haven't looked up if it's been revealed. You know, the idea that that we should be worried about that for some reason. If anything, this provides more transparency of what's going on, that we get to see this draft before all of a sudden Roe v. Wade's are overturned and then the public finds out. Like, it's, yeah, it, that's been one of the most, kind of one of the reasons I want it. Like, I didn't watch all of this clip, but I know he kind of dives into it a little bit more. Uh, but when I saw the beginning of this clip and he mentioned that in the first minute, I just it just brought me to all these articles that are just fixating not on the fact that Roe v. Wade might be overturned. Obviously, some people are still, but the fact that that oh my god, it's it's been leaked. This has never happened before. Who cares? Who cares? Who fucking cares? Anyway, let's continue. States all over the United States had various laws with regard to how liberal they were going to be on abortion or whether they were going to ban the killing of the unborn entirely. That was the status of the law up until 1973 when the Supreme Court, on the basis of no precedent, on the basis of nothing in the constitutional text, on the basis of no real logic, decided to simply usurp the issue and then top down a bunch of non-elected judges decided that they were going to decide the issue for all of America. And they put in place this ridiculous viability standard that had nothing to do with reality. And then fast forward to Planned Parenthood versus Casey, and they put in place this undue burden standard, which, again, had nothing to do with the text of the Constitution or anything to do with the nation's history or biology or anything. Okay, so last night, political. I just. Oh, Ben. Oh, Ben. Uh, the, the still is, it comes back to this obsession with the Constitution that gets so far like the Constitution has been changed over the years. And they act the idea that we still act like this is this pure document that is never supposed to be changed is ridiculous. We change it all the time. We interpret it differently all the time. We interpret it through the lens of current circumstances. So we interpret the text because we we don't always look at it. You know, you, it's it's impossible to do this really to look at the text of the Constitution and look at it through the lens. Okay. What was the mindset of the people? What were the circumstances of the people at the time of when the Constitution was made? But now we, we look at how definitions of words were used back then, how we interpret those words. That shit changes throughout the years, throughout the centuries that we now have on with this document, right? It's inevitably going to change. So Ben's like obsession with the idea that there's no precedent, it's not in the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. It Again, I, I hate, I don't want to have everything be like, who cares? But the point is, is that the idea that you're using your argument in the sense of, oh, the Constitution just says we can't do this. It's like you can make the Constitution say whatever the fuck you want, really. And maybe that's a problem with the Constitution. I don't know. That's a topic for a different day. But this idea that that we we are not influenced by the changing definitions of words throughout the years and, and the circumstances we're currently in and how we interpret the document, that is, you, you just can't, you can't look at the world that way. You're, like Ben Shapiro thinks he can look at the world with this pure rationality, this this pure logic and, and facts don't care about your feelings type of thing. But he doesn't do that. He, he, 
he doesn't admit to that, but he's not, he, you can't do that. And that's okay. But you have to admit that to yourself. Otherwise you just arrogantly, arrogantly profess thing, uh, um, say things as, as Ben Shapiro is. Anyway, let's continue. Leaks that this decision by Samuel Alito has a majority support and is going to strike down Roe versus Wade. The leak is an unbelievable breach of every ethic the Supreme Court has ever held on to. It's insane. I mean, it's a crazy, crazy thing. Here's what political. Who cares? Who cares? Move on, Ben. Move on. Wrote, the Supreme Court has voted to strike down the landmark Roe versus Wade decision, according to an initial draft majority opinion written by Justice Samuel Alito, circulated inside the court and obtained by Politico. The draft opinion is a full-throated, unflinching repudiation of the 1973 decision, which guaranteed federal constitutional protections of abortion rights and a subsequent 1992 decision, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, that largely maintained the right. Now, the fact that this was that this was leaked is insane. No draft decision in the history of the court has been disclosed publicly while a case was still pending, according to Politico. Never, never, ever. And it dramatically undermines the legitimacy of the court because when you have draft... Good, good. Undermines the legitimacy of the court? Fucking great. We should because we the people are upset with the court. The people do not trust the structures we have in place. People don't trust their political structures. People don't trust our justice system. People don't trust the courts. If this is a sign of the the deteriorating legitimacy of the court, fucking good. That's what we want. That's what we need. People don't trust anymore because they want change. So that the idea that it's it's been leaked, it's 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 kind of like symbolic of the sense of how the people want it to be leaked. People wanted this to happen. Right? Like even if the right might have done this as well, they might have leaked it knowing people would blow up about it. And it's for somehow they thought that would help the situation. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who did it, but it doesn't matter. The point is, is the idea is you are exactly right, Ben. The legitimacy of the court is deteriorating. The, legit, the legitimacy of our justice system has been deteriorating for decades. And this is a pivot point of that. Anyway draft decisions that are now being circulated. The idea is, and there's only one reason this happened, and I guarantee you 100% this, this came from some clerk on the left of the aisle. This came from, I would imagine, one of Justice Sonia Sotomayor's clerks who decided to be a hero of the Republic and leak out the draft majority decision in the desperate hope that one of two things would happen. One, the public would bring such extraordinary pressure to bear on the justices voting in favor of Alito's opinion that one of them switched over. They were able to leverage threats threats of violence, intimidation against these justices. Amen, brother. It's just like, yeah, they probably did. They probably didn't leak it. Uh, he's, he's probably actually right in the analysis of them leaking it and why they leaked it. But again, who cares? Why? Like, I, I feel like I started the episode where I was like, oh, you know, uh, there are people that talk about politics get angry all the time. It's just, it's frustrating listening to Ben uh, because like I said, I also get, although I'm like a little frustrated with him, listening to him, I do listen to him sometimes. It's just so entertaining. He just so passionately just talks in that really fast, in the really fast voice. Uh, I feel like he thinks like talking faster gets his point across, but he just, he just says things that makes no fucking sense. And also he just cares about things that I know, I know it's like, okay, it's me uh, expressing my opinion on what I care about. But it's also like, Ben, why are you fixated on this thing that doesn't fucking matter about the procedures? Who fucking cares? Sorry for the cussing. Actually, this is how I talk in real life. So 
because it's going to happen. Authentic self. To get one of them to flip. Or two, you got Democrats in the Senate and the House and in state legislatures everywhere to immediately snap into place and start passing extraordinarily intrusive pro-abortion laws. And you're starting to see this happen, right? Democrats are already saying... Okay, okay. Let's say that's true. Let's say the plan was that people can start putting protections in. um, And Ben calls them intrusive laws. Uh, I would call them protective rights laws, right? Um, But it's, it's no secret that the Republicans have done an amazing job at gerrymandering. And, and both sides do this, but Republicans have succeeded better at gerrymandering, right? Now, this has led them to basically control a lot of state legislators. Um, and the, so now you have these states that if Roe v. Wade gets overturned, those states automatically become, uh, they, they basically put a ban on abortion themselves or some some level of banning of abortion. I live in one state that I will do that, Utah. Uh, and th- the issue is, is it doesn't go with how what the public wants. It doesn't go with what the people want. And these legislators have this because the people that get into power, especially when, when uh, the, they, how do I word this? The people that get into power around this, they end up like passing these types of things that people don't want. So then people like Ben Shapiro start talking about like the importance of protecting democracy. It's like at our state level, we don't even have the protections of democracy. And I'm usually one that wants people to focus more uh, at the state level. But the issue, and and this is a way we can avoid this, is try to overcome gerrymandering. I don't know if it's really hard because it's like a corruption issue and an issue with money and politics and, and things like that. Uh, but a way we, we overcome this is people getting involved at state politics. But we need this protection on the federal level because right now our, our state politics is so fucked up because they're going to end up passing things like this. And yeah, anyway, we'll talk about that more in a sec. Thing, what We should just kill the filibuster and we should pass a federal law enshrining a right to, to abortion. That isn't going to happen, but that is what the call is. From, from the left side of the aisle. That was the purpose of the leak. The leak is deliberately made in order to put these Supreme Court justices in danger and to jog Democrats to go ahead and pass some sort of federal law making abortion the law of the land from the federal legislative level. That's what this was designed to do. The person who did this should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law to the extent that they've broken the law. You would imagine that this is a leak. They haven't broken the law. I, I might be wrong on this. Um, I'm not a... I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on the laws and protections on our Supreme Court and justice system in that regard, but I'm pretty sure there's really nothing to be done. Uh, and I'm glad. I'm pretty sure they're whoever leaked it, they're they're good to go. They're good. <laughs> they're a hero there. Of, of certain classified information. I don't mean national security. Class- it shouldn't be classified. Shouldn't be classified. Classified. I mean that when you are in a position with the federal government, you have to sign contracts that mean that you are not allowed to make public the private information that exists at the level of the government. This is true in virtually every government agency. At the very least, this is civil liability for the person who leaked this majority opinion. And it could theoretically be criminal. It should be referred to the FBI and the DOJ for full-scale investigation. Justice Roberts needs to lead the way on that. And if there's any evidence whatsoever that the clerk in this particular case did this at the behest of the justice, uh, hypothetically speaking, uh, this 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 member uh, broke the log. 
I can't do a Ben Shapiro voice. And I also said log. Anyway. Whichever justice allowed for this, if that's what happened here, that justice needs to be impeached. And that would be true no matter which side of the aisle we were talking about here. Now, the left, of course, will make the leaker the hero of the republic because, as we know, the left is perfectly fine with illegal leaks so long as those illegal leaks cut in their favor. They're not a fan of totally non-illegal leaks like, say, Hunter Biden's laptop, but they are a very big fan of illegal leaks that harm Republicans and completely baseless leaks that harm Republicans. Totally fine with that. I just want to be noted. I'm a fan of leaks on both sides. I want all the leaks to happen. Leaks are entertaining. This leak was entertaining. I love this. I love the leaks. The leaks give me joy in life. Even if it creates weird emotions for me, leaks are great. Leaks are something to talk about. Leaks are transparency. Embrace. Embrace the fucking leaks. The IRS leaks of tax information, totally fine with it. They're fine with disseminating the completely unverified Steele dossier for years on end in order to prop up a false narrative that Donald Trump was a stooge of the Russians. When it comes to a leak like this, you will imagine that this will be treated as heroism by the left. Hell yeah. But the bottom line is this sort of leak dramatically undermines the court. No question about it. And it is designed once again to bring pressure on Supreme Court justice, which just demonstrates for the left, the rule of law doesn't mean crap. They don't care about the rule of law. They never have cared about the rule of law. When they say that they care. Dude, okay. (laughs) I know obviously Ben's going to have this position, but neither side gives a shit about the rule of law. Like, let's get real here. Neither of them do. Neither of them. Ben doesn't care about the rule of law unless it protects his conservative, traditional, religious ideals. The left doesn't give a shit about the law unless it protects their agenda as well. Like, let's let's get that out of our head. No one gives a shit about the rule of law anymore. Really, like, I'm, I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm not expressing it that way. But, like, this idea that, like, both sides pretend as though they give a fuck about the rule of law has just become very, very, very annoying about the rule of law and quote-unquote democracy, what they mean is we want our way, period. And if that means that we breach the rule of law by having people leak out confidential Supreme Court internal draft decisions, and again, it's a draft decision, which means that it was likely going to change before it was finally issued. That's the purpose of a draft, is that it can be circulated, and then you have dissents written, and then the majority usually responds to the dissents. Okay, so this is not the final form of the opinion, even if this had been the basis of the opinion that eventually was issued by the court. The purpose is the intimidation. I mean, this is, it is illegal. It, is, it dramatically undermines the, the legitimacy of the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court system completely. And of course, then you have the left saying we should kill the filibuster entirely and we should just cram through a law. Slow clap for all of the, the, the norms of democracy must be upheld crew. Also of note, as we'll get to in, in a little while, Democrat. The filibuster hasn't done shit to protect any rights ever. So yeah, get rid of the filibuster because- it doesn't do, if anything, it just protects or it, it allows for weird Republican stances to be upheld or not be upheld. It's been you, it's been weaponized to, to protect dumb laws. That's yeah. Anyway, filibuster, different issue for a different day. Get rid of the filibuster. It, it's a useless thing. Democrats are shrieking to the heavens, rending their garments, wailing, wailing. Pouring, uh, wearing sackcloth, pouring ashes upon their heads over the possibility that this issue is going to be returned to the states. They're saying this is the death of democracy. Just a, a quick definitional point. When voters get to vote on things, that's democracy. So the Supreme Court saying that voters now get to vote on things. That is not the death of democracy. That's a restoration of democracy. If you... Oh. 
this is I love this for Ben. I, I truly do. He, it's this, this this point by him is just so great. It is wonderful. Uh, okay, the death of democracy. Right? He he loves that. Now now he's thinking. Okay, now we're getting we're getting democracy back. I feel like it's not a hot take to say the current situation in the United States of America, at the state level, at the federal level, corporate level, we do not have a healthy democracy. That is not a fucking hot take. We don't have a healthy democracy. We don't have a democracy. And Ben, when he wants to make a point that he agrees with, and he's like, oh, look it, it's going back to the power of the people. He loves to bring this up and be like, look it, look it, we're getting democracy back. We're getting democracy back at the state level. But when he disagrees with something and the left brings up, oh, we're getting, we're protecting democracy. We're getting democracy back to the people. What does Ben say? Oh, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. So he likes to use, because he knows democracy is a nice little term to use. That people, people like that term. People like the idea of democracy because they're told it's great all the time, no matter what, right? I'm not hating on democracy necessarily, but stay with the point here. But Or me. <laughs> But so then, okay. And then he says, okay, we're bringing it to the state level where the people get to decide at the state level as though at the state level, the people have a say. People are, are not allowed to, to vote on the laws that go through at the state level. Most states don't have that. Most states are not, I don't even know if that's the right way. A lot of states, especially I'm pretty sure the ones that will have this uh, abortion ban go through, we, they have terrible systems of ballot initiatives ballot like ballot initiatives so so this issue never gets to get voted on by the people the gerrymandered state legislators get to do whatever the fuck they want and ballot initiatives never happen it so again ballot initiatives are a way to insert democracy back into our government but those are often prevented because the corrupt government officials don't want them to happen so ben Again, you're wrong. You think that Republicans in charge of Congress and the Senate and the presidency in the absence of Roe are going to fashion a nationwide abortion ban? And I'm as pro-life as anybody in America. On a political level, it ain't happening. The best that would happen, the best that you could hope for is that they would start pushing back national bans on abortion. Right now, the only federal laws that are in place are like partial birth abortion bans. You might see that gradually pushed back to 20 weeks, 16 weeks, maybe even 10 weeks. And you have a full-scale national federal ban on abortion. The country is just too divided for that. It's not going to happen politically. Okay, but that, when it comes to the states, that is where the issue is going to be solved. That is where the issue is going to happen. And what that's going to do on a political level, and this is a very good thing, it's going to lead to a continuation of the big sort. You know, there are a lot of people who are worried about the polarization of American society. You know what polarizes American society? When every issue has to be solved top down. That's what polarizes American society. What polarizes American society on the federal national level is when I feel like my life here in Florida is being controlled by people in California. And when people in California feel like their life is being controlled by people in Florida. Okay, uh, the people of Florida also don't want an abortion ban, uh, Ben. So that's, that's, that's the weird thing about this. Bringing it back to like a state's rights issue. Um, this overturning Roe v. Wade, like Florida, the state that Ben's in, the state that he just said, oh, people in California are influencing my life in Florida. 
And what the people want in Florida, acting as though he's talking for the people of Florida, uh, the people of Florida don't want this. So when we look at it that way, Ben's wrong again, because he's actually admitting to himself or admitting to us that, oh, actually, this is what a small niche sect of the American people want. Not just conservative, the religious conservative. And you know what's so fascinating about this? No one's stopping anyone from being taking the pro-life position. No one's stopping anyone from not getting, like you are not forced to get an abortion. Especially him talking as a male, like no one's forcing you to do that. No one's forcing Ben Shapiro's wife to go get an abortion. No one's doing that. You can, Ben can continue to operate as however he wishes. He can do whatever he wants. He can have whatever religious belief he wants and religious basis for his pro-life stance. He can have, do that. You can continue to make Ben Shapiro's with his weird traditional conservative values to to give to his children. He can, he can keep doing that. Keep doing that, buddy. Let's go for it. It's your right to do that, I guess, right? Uh, yeah. So, like I said, this is this is the frustrating part. When they're bringing it to the, like, it's the state, uh, state's rights issue. But the people of those states don't want it either. They, they don't want this, Ben. When I feel like there's a giant government gun that is pointed at me and my children by people who I don't live near and who don't care about my priorities. and who- They live next door to you. The, the, those people you're talking about, they literally live right next door to you. Shut the fuck up. Disagree with me? That is a problem. The founders understood this, which is why they created a federalist structure whereby most law was done at the local and state level, not at the federal level. What the Supreme Court is doing is now returning the issue that is the most contentious issue in American life back to the state and local level for regulation, which is where it should be, barring on a a constitutional legal level. On a moral level, I'm a believer that there should be a constitutional amendment to protect human life in the womb. But barring that, the system provides for the states and the localities to make these decisions. And the fact that the Supreme Court is now abiding by its own role in interpreting the law rather than just imposing it top down. The fact that the left finds this shocking or upsetting is amazing to me. And again, they keep saying things like, well, the people aren't with it. The people, well, now we're going to get a chance to find out. Now we're going to get a chance to find, but you don't want to find out. That's the point. Uh, He's assuming again that the state, like that's, if the state's overturned that, oh, look at this, the people speaking as though it's, yeah, this is frustrating. It's like state legislators are also super corrupt, Ben. And he knows that's true. That's what's kind of frustrating is, I think Ben's actually, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say this about him. He's probably, you know, he's he's a decently smart guy, probably, right? And like he know he has to know. He has to know that that statement is fucking dumb, right? Like he has to know he's wrong about that. He like I know he wants this, and I know like he has this like moral inclination toward it, this moral value stance on it. Um, and that's like the basis for for what he wants. Just admit that. Just admit that you think that your values need to be forced upon other people. Just say that. Just just admit you don't you don't actually give a shit about democracy at the state level. Just admit that because you know you know even if it goes to the state level that it's it's not actually going to be going towards what the will of the people want because the will of the people want Roe v. Wade, bro. They want it. They want it. You liked it when the Supreme Court was doing your priors. You liked it 
when the Supreme Court was imposing its will top down. Again, the logic here is just insane. I'm reading Twitter and some of these people. So Ian Bremmer tweeted, I'm conflicted on abortion as someone raised Catholic anti-death penalty who doesn't think there's a definitive answer on when human life begins. By the way, there is a definitive answer on when human life begins. It's at conception. There's no, no. Based on what? Based on what, Ben? No other scientific definition of human life beginning than that. He says, I think it should be a woman. I mean, they're, uh, th- this is not a pro-life, pro-choice debate. This is a Roe v. Wade discussion, but he- he's wrong. Decision. It's tragic the Supreme Court is taking that away. They're not taking that away. They're leaving it up to the voters of the particular states. No, they're not. And by the way, the notion that, that the only choice that matters in a woman's reproductive life is the choice to abort is crazy. That's a crazy, that's a crazy lunacy. There are a series of decisions that women make throughout their lives about reproductive choice. When to have sex, when to get married, when to use contraception, when to get pregnant. The ba- <sighs> Wait, I didn't know. This is the clip I saw on the internet. I didn't know it was in this, this video. This is great. This is, oh, Ben. Oh, my gosh. Gold. Okay. What he basically said there, and this is this is the issue with this whole thing, is where, you know, I, I, he thinks it's great that his entire thinking is religious based. His foundation, his moral foundation, is built from a religious ideology. He would admit that. I think he would he would admit that, and he, he thinks it's right and good, right? So he looks at sex from the perspective that. It's only, like what he just said there is, sex should only be done for reproduction. And I feel like someone with that stance, either you have to be really really delusional in your religious thinking or you've never had sex. Or I I don't don't know how else to put that. Or you never had a good time having sex. So maybe that says something about Ben. I don't know. I don't don't know about his personal life. But uh, yeah, and it's also, it always fascinates me when conservative, because it's not like he's a unique conservative with that stance, right? But it's like, okay, so the idea is that you want sex to be all about reproduction and you don't want people to have abortions and all this stuff. Why are you protecting or like why conservatives are also the first to make contraception harder to get. They're the first ones to not want, you know, sex education to occur. They don't want to talk about sex. They want to be weird around sex. They don't want to know. They don't know how to talk about it. They're weird about it. Weird in the sense of they get awkward about it. Like I've, I live in Utah. I've talked to plenty of religious people and we have Mormons in Utah for those listeners that don't know. And they're really weird about the topic of sex. It's just weird religious thing where people are just super weird talking about it. It's a really uncomfortable thing. We all do it. We all do it. And yet we're all scared to talk about it. It's a topic I like to, to shock my parents about when you bring it up. It's, it's a weird thing to talk about, but why should it be weird? Why is it weird, Ben? And then, you know, what talking about it bring, it would bring sex education to the front. And then people would be more consciously aware of consequences of sex without using contraception, how of not using protection, all these things. It, it's like the idea that, okay, if you want people to have kids when they plan on having kids then then why why wouldn't you allow for these things why wouldn't you allow easy access to those things not even not even abortion let's say i have allowing easy access to contraception sex education 
and just overall open discussion about sex and what that means and and what that involves and the potential consequences of having sex, all that stuff, all of it. But they don't want that because the, the issue for them is not, it's not about, uh, you know, being openly open and, and talking about that. They want people to only have sex for reproduction. It's still this shaming idea around sex, right? Because if, if, if Ben was being consistent, that's what he'd be in favor of. But he's also not in favor of that stuff. He's not in favor of that education level, right? Because they only view it through the reproduction uh, level. So it's again, he's taking a stance and putting his level or, or putting his values and, and, and pushing them upon people. Uh, because he has a weird understanding of of sex and reproduction and religious beliefs around around that idea. Um, yeah, it's just really it's kind of honestly it's kind of disheartening because it's it's just weird. Anyway, baseline idea. I mean, by the way, the left is giving away the game when they when they treat abortion this way. It used to be they treated abortion as sort of an, an evil that you had to tolerate because there were certain situations in which the, the baby was malformed or 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 in which somebody was raped, or it was an incest case, or it was a, these are difficult decisions. Now the left just admits it right out. It's a form of contraception for them, which demonstrates the evil. Because if you're using abortion as a form of contraception, you are, I mean, that is one of the highest forms of moral evil I can imagine. No one's doing that. Nobody, nobody, nobody's doing that. No one, no one's going around. Okay, obviously you probably have some people to some extent are probably doing that, I guess. But most people aren't like, yeah, I'm going, going to get an abortion. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Contraception for us. Abortions. No one's doing that. For for most people I've talked to that have had one, uh, it's a very difficult decision. It's not like it's just like this easy thing to go do. I mean, it's easy. Uh, one, you know, right now it's kind of easy to take a pill and it comes out and, you know, <laughs> explain that super poorly, but general idea, right? Uh, but the idea that they're just like, yes, I'm, I'm going... Going to get an abortion. What a good day it is. No one, no one's fucking doing that, Ben. People understand still that like it's still they need to be be conscious about it and be aware about it and understand it. That's yeah. It, it, I I just love when you make statements like that. They're just not true. It's only true in these weird like conservative spaces where conservatives make this like weird narrative around it and then pro- pro- profess it out as though it's fact. If you're using abortion as a way to make your life more convenient, this makes you a bad person, definitionally. You're not doing it based on some extenuating circumstance. You're doing it just because it's convenient and you were too lazy to use contraception or because the condom failed or something. That was, oh man, what a, what a privileged thing to say in his part because the other reason that we need these, these rights to be protected if another thing concerned, if they want, if they want people to stop having abortions, they also need to make the, the ability to raise a, like, that's why I feel like they just, you're bringing a life into the world, a conscious being that's going to have pain and suffering. You need to be consciously aware of that to help give them a life that's able to provide for them, put food on the table for them, help give them opportunities because you know, life can be difficult. Life can, life has tough choices. They're going to be, become a consciously aware human being uh and and conservatives are also the first one to take away those resources to help people raise a life Um, so if they want people to stop having abortions maybe they shouldn't take away 
their ability to raise kids. It's a crazy idea. Super radical of me. Very radical. Super lefty of me. How dare me? How dare I? That, that, that is a serious moral issue with you. The fact that you want that established by the Supreme Court is, is madness. And it demonstrates disdain for morality or basic decency. Just your And morality. most of all, for the constitutional structure. This was not what the Supreme Court was meant to do. And for all those who say that the Supreme Court's legitimacy has been undermined here, no. If the Supreme Court goes this way, the Supreme Court's legitimacy has been restored because their job is to look at the Constitution's text and its history and to interpret what the words mean. It is not to do your political priors. That's not what the Constitution is meant to do. And them going back to their role would be a welcome sight. You want a restoration of the institutions in America and institutional trust? Institutions are supposed to do what they're supposed to do. You're not supposed to have departments of health and human services that cram down puberty blockers on children. You're not supposed to have departments of Homeland Security that open the borders. And you're not supposed to have a Supreme Court of the United States that acts as a super legislature on behalf of Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden to do all of their political priors. Oh, man, I just like zoned out on what he just said because I got fixated on the point he was making about (laughs) the process of reproduction and how he like, can you imagine the mindset of viewing sex only for reproduction? So like how how little is he making love to his wife? Like how does he think this this works? I'm just so confused by that statement. Like has he ever had a good time doing that like a normal fucking human being? Like ever? Or does he see it as this weird like data calculation job. It, it, it just sounds super robotic the way he talks about it. Um, it would be fascinating to live with that, this man. You want trust in institutions? Restrict the institutions to doing what the institutions were meant to do. That's what this decision would do. So I'm honestly good for the courage of the people who are voting in favor. No, uh, no good on John Roberts, who continues to be just a disgrace to his office if he votes as we think we, he's going to vote in this case. And uh, whoever leaked this decision should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because it is a fulsome attempt to undermine the rule of law (laughs) by leveraging threats and imprecations against sitting Supreme Court justices. I hope you enjoy. Ben's Ben's just a goldmine of good stuff. I'm happily awaiting his next video. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I I know I got a little bit off track here and there, but uh, this is fun. I had fun. Um, Tune in next time, but get the fuck out of my labyrinth.